Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 58. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. We are here once again. We took a week off for Thanksgiving. I did. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, wicked awesome Thanksgiving. Thank totally you awesome. I can't wait to tell you about what happened to me on my Thanksgiving. Is the most Ooh. awesome thing. We're going to talk about All that right. and some technology right now. So tell me why yours was wicked cool. Well, I'll just say it was void of any drama or trauma. You know, it was just... Do you, do you typically there, have Thanksgivings with drama well, and I'll, trauma? I'll tell you this. Well, there's, there's some uh, divorce in the extended family and such, uh, immediate and extended. And that just can create some really... Like, it's just not the way God intended it. So there, there just can be awkward... You know, shuffling the kids from one grandparent to the other and, oh, you know, stuff like that. But this year was like void of any... Tell me how you, you avoided it. Anything special? Uh, um, some of those people aren't in the family anymore. Okay. <laughs> uh, or some people just didn't show up. They went to a different, uh, you know, they went to their side of the family. I mean, there's just, you know, when you divide something, a lot of times it just gets harder to, to manage and handle. Yep. And that's what divorce does to families. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's always been uh, difficult on my wife. Um, my, my family's, you know, 17 hours away. So it's just, you know, it just reminds you every year that your family is, not, is, is basically broken. And it, just how, how confusing that can be for little kids and why are we going here and there. And this year was really void of all that. We just, we just, we went to our places and everyone was good. And it was just, you know, we were just able to give thanks. And um, of course I ate. Um, lots of food and um, yeah, it was just, you know, my kids had a great time. They're getting older, so they get to enjoy the holiday a little bit more. And so, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just really good. And I did not, um, I did not, well, I'll tell you this for Black Friday. Uh, the only thing I purchased on Black Friday was dog food. My dogs needed food. So <laughs> I did not get up at 3 a.m. and wait in line for it. I, uh, I went at 8 p.m. On, on Black Friday. So nice. It was, uh, it was a good, good holiday. So tell me about yours. I'm interested. You well, piqued my well, the thing is, is of course, we what we do every year now for Thanksgiving is we leave town. Uh, <laughs> we leave uh, all of our families within an hour of here, and uh, we'd leave and uh, go away. And so that that's helpful. And of course, I go we go away with my mom and dad. Uh, but you know, pretty much the rest of the family is left here. We'll see them at Christmas time. That's when we do the shuffling to the you know the six different places we have to be within <laughs> a course of a five day period of time. Yeah, uh, and and three of those within one day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So we we decide to avoid that on Thanksgiving. We leave town. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, normally, when I leave town for four days with my family, mm-hmm. I start getting a little bit of a withdrawal symptom, uh, especially for Thanksgiving, because you know this is my third ye- this is my third Thanksgiving when I'm working for myself, self employed, full time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I will tell you the last two years, the first, by the way, the first year, um, the first year that I went away to go away, the, we're talking, it is the final week of the month. 
Mm-hmm. All right. This is that final week. He's like, this is the last chance I have to earn some money right. to to put food on the table this next month. And I, the first year to leave uh, for four days uh, in November, the, it, it just killed me. I mean, yeah. I was with my family, but I was not with my family. I was, I was, you know, one like one at least once a day. I took drove down to Starbucks to get some internet connection on my MacBook, right. and I'm working and I'm uploading. And I'm, you know, I uh, on my iPhone. I'm sitting there answering emails. I, I right. wasn't with my family last year. It wasn't that bad, but it's still. I, I, I was. It was still the end of the month. It was still November of last year. And I had had so many brand new clients and I was still learning how to manage so many different clients. And, right. and it was still so crazy. It was before I had a virtual assistant and it was just like, oh, this time I went away final week of the month. And because of some of the things that I've done in my business with my passive income strategies, I had already earned enough money before I left. Mm-hmm. Get this. Before I left on the 23rd, 24th, before I left on the 24th, I had already made enough money to pay myself for both uh, November and December. Nice. So that that was already a done deal. Now, I left with Inbox Zero and a virtual assistant. And I will tell you, uh, I, I it was it was Thursday, right before I left, I, I scheduled an email to my newsletter list. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try this thing. Everybody's talking about this Black Friday. I don't get it. I've never participated in Black Friday. I have no desire to go and participate in Black Friday. But Andy, I decided to see if this would work. It was just a total test. A test is all it was to see if there's this, if there's any power in these Black Friday sales. So I sent out an email saying, hey, this is, you know, I sent it out Thursday morning. So that when people woke up Thanksgiving morning, when they woke up, they would have an email from me and it says, hey, I'm doing a special Black Friday sale. In fact, you can even take part of it today, Thursday. The only thing is, is you have to use the code uh, in in the shopping, in the discount, uh, in the shopping cart uh, before midnight Friday. And if you do, you get 25% off of any of my, any and all of my digital products. Andy, (laughs) my phone was chinging all yeah. day long. My my entire family. We were every. We, you should have heard the cheers of my entire family. It was like woohoo! We made over two thousand dollars in forty eight hours while I was on vacation in Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains with my family. Wow. That's awesome, bro. It was out of this world. It was totally awesome. And I and again, I thank everybody out there who bought these products because it, it, it I mean it it totally blew my mind. And um and Andy, I, I tell you, it, it just it just radically oh my gosh. I, I it's opened my eyes to so many different things about what the what the future might potentially hold for me. Um no I I do want to share November of two thousand ten, most profitable month i've ever had ever ever and i'm not talking about in my business i'm talking about my life (laughs) all right most profitable month ever um business brought in fifteen thousand thirty six dollars and thirty one cents nice fifteen thousand oh my gosh i can't tell you and i think justin and i were talking about this we started uh dan we we were talking we were meeting with dan miller because justin and i are part of the 48days.net sort of advisory team and Dan, we sort of were 
tapping into a lot of things that weren't they didn't fit within his podcast. And so Justin and I started another one called the No More Mondays podcast. And we were talking the other day about basically um, having a different mentality when it comes to or just expectations of of income and how if you basically if you offer it to people that uh, and you're receptive to your I think you're actually we're talking about this in this show right before this one with Randy if you if you listen to your audience well enough then you you'll really be surprised at what um how how productive and profitable that can be mm-hmm. you know because basically you that opportunity could have just completely passed by but you went you know what maybe out of my thousands of people in my community maybe they they want to share in the you know the the black friday uh spending i mean it's just almost like this national day of spending yeah you know so why not put it out there and, and put it out there in such a way that uh you know again lowers the obstacles for people to um to pay you because one it's it's on sale two it ends up in their inbox and so they can do it online uh which means they don't have to get up at three in the morning and i mean i guess that's my that's my thing about black friday it's like i'm not gonna save you know, ten dollars and get up at three in the morning. I'd rather spend twenty more dollars and sleep in. You know what I mean? And, and you were just able to deliver that in a different way. And and you're right. It it uh, it, it works for you. And some sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But either way, you learn from it. And and also, I think Cliff, the other thing, if you do that and you deliver value often enough, then I think that'll definitely increase readership of your newsletters, whether they're a, you know this is for sale or this is just an update. You know, people are drawn to that. I mean, that's one of the things I've learned with um, helping businesses with with Facebook pages is that one of the one of the big hallmarks of Facebook fans is they want unique specials by being a fan. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to just broadcast, you know, your sale that you have in your circular at your store. They want they want to know I'm special because I'm because I'm a Facebook fan. And I think that's what you did, as you said. You know, you took a risk by allowing me to enter your inbox. So here's your reward. Right. And I think that's just another way of adding value in a unique in a unique way, you know? Mm-hmm. So kudos to you, man. I'm happy for you. Thank you very much. I, I'm, I, I feel so blessed. And there's a part of me that thinks that maybe God just poured this extra amount of blessing because we do have a $6,000 medical bill. <laughs> uh, McKenna's, McKenna went to the hospital today to have surgery on her teeth right. and it's uh, got $3,000 going out to the dentist and then three thousand dollars that has to be paid to the hospital so right uh it's like I, sometimes i'm like it's like okay god you're just you're just you're just covering the bases here you know I, i'm i'm not gonna be upset if i don't do it if i don't do this again next month but boy it would be nice yeah <laughs> so uh but yeah it, it, it's a huge blessing and, and all i can say is to say this um it is an amazing place to be and i'm and i'm very blessed and i thank god for this and, and i'm not kidding and i don't say this just just to say it but I want to say that I believe that God has brought me to the place where it, it feels good to say, you know what, I can go away for four days and totally be unplugged plugged, and enjoy my family and also be faced with the news that, um, you know, I've got a $6,000 unexpected medical bill and have that not completely drive me to tears. And not only that, but then to return after that most awesome time and then on Tuesday morning get a phone call saying that your virtual assistant that helped you radically transform your business and the way you do everything, she's no longer going to be your virtual assistant at the end of the year uh, or after the end of the year. 
and to be able to actually within a within a 12 to 14 hour period of time be able to actually take that emotional shock and then start seeing some things with some perspective and to understand that you know what god is in control yeah and i, and I think to a lot of people cliff frankly that that sounds like wishful thinking something like the wizard of oz you know but the reality is um you know you you can't know what it feels like to be provided for until uh, one, you have a need, and two, you ask, please provide for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you give credit where credit is due. And, and um, you know, I know this isn't the Celebrate Andy and Cliff's business show, but my business is going phenomenally well right now to where I'm looking at the first quarter of next year to have clients come on because I just, don't, I just can't, I don't have time to help them right now. And that's okay for them and they're willing to wait. And, um, you know, the, the reality of, of self-employment, and it's not for everyone, but uh, how I usually measure my self-employment sort of ongoing success is first and foremost, do I still like what I do? And that's a yes. Um, second, am I helping people? And, and, and that's a yes. But the, the other is, how many months ahead am I? And I can do that by tracking. I mean, I know what my expenses are. That's the easy part, but it's it's the variable income part. And being able to line up very big clients are just saying, you know, before, you know, I talk to Pierce, my sales coach and be like, well, we got a month in the bank, you know, or we got three weeks in the bank, you know, and now it's months and months and months ahead. And, and just, um, just seeing that provision. Um, yeah, definitely provide some peace, but, uh, I, I hope people understand that you and I don't spend and, you know, we didn't open a franchise. We didn't spend 50 grand, uh, to open our business. At the same time, you know, we do invest in our business, and I think that leads to, um, I think that leads to more success. So, I just I hope we're an encouragement to people, and they and they really do believe that um, we, we're just two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's so it's so fun to to, to be a part of uh, getting to know other people that are finding success because what you end up doing is you realize, wait a minute, you're just you're just a dude. You know, like you're just a normal person and you happen to uh, have taken action. And so I hope, I hope people take action. And even if they fail, you know, at least they took some action. Yep. It, you won't do it the same way next time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, let's talk some technology related to our business. I, I saw that there was a couple of news. We've been gone for two weeks, so there's plenty of things to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, start things off. I, I noticed that you know you and I both have talked about X marks a whole lot. I understand now that LastPass, uh, which is a password program, has purchased X marks. I just saw this today. Yeah, and I use LastPass. I mean, I, it's it's my password tool of choice to yeah. where you know I am. It's an add-on for my browser, and it it manages and I think does a great job of managing. Lots of my passwords, and I trust it, and it's easy for me to t- to navigate. And I- I'm interested to see how LastPass and um, Xmarks is gonna is gonna. And I literally, I don't mean like the products separately syncing, but I mean how are they going to be combined into one? Because it seems like. Do you think they, they have to be though? No, they don't have to. But I'm just you know I I don't know I don't have a preference. It's just you know it's it'll be interesting to see uh, if they end up going where you know Xmark pass or something. No, I don't know, whatever. But oh, okay. it's X-pa- like, you know, maybe it's X ex- pass. There you go. Who knows? There you but, go. I you want know, to trademark that right now. <laughs> get the Twitter ID. Get it quick. Um, anyway, so it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I like LastPass. I think they do a good job. 
Um, and, and I, you know, I think it's, it's great that uh, X Marks is not, um, it, it's funny between X Marks and then Blue Light Jazz, who had their, you know, Donald Miller was trying to make his movie. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to see what happens when the crowd gets involved. Yeah. Because you know, it used to be you, you send out a press release and then you die. And now you send out a press release and people are like, we will come to save the day, you know, or please don't, you know, we'll, we'll donate, you know. And uh, that's the great thing about it, being in that public space and, and having, being able to hear your, your, your community is they'll tell you things maybe you didn't even think of. Tell me a little know? bit about LastPass. Is it, how much is this service? It's free. LastPass is free? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so, it, it, so, what, so phone, how, how do you trust phone, that they're going to be around? Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily rely on them. Like if they went away, I could use another service, or I would just use my browser to save. Um, you know, the, the thing that I run into, and and I was actually thinking about this just this week, is um, you know why do I still go back to Firefox sometimes? Uh-huh. And I think what I'm going to do for it's Thursday for next week, I'm probably just going to take Firefox out of my my um, you know my shortcut bar and just see how it goes with behavior. Because there's just a couple add-ons that Chrome doesn't have. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see, am I, am I using all these other tools because I've been between browsers, or is it because they're just great tools? You know what I mean? Because that's one of the benefits of XMarks, is it's going cross-browser and such. So, we'll see. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I put it in place a long time ago, and now I just sort of use it. Um, but if it goes out, then I would, you know, I probably could find something else to replace it because browsers often, or not browsers often, but browsers will remember your passwords as well. So, yeah. Oh, uh, look at this. Uh, click here to upgrade to LastPass Premium for only $1 per month. So they have a $1 per month premium account. Uh, and let's see here. What do you that's, get? That's too much. It's, uh, so, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so basically, you get all this other stuff for free, but if you pay for the premium, you can use the, you can actually do LastPass for the iPhone. Or BlackBerry, Windows Mobile, Android browser, uh, Firefox Mobile, LastPass for Symbian, uh, WebOS, uh, LastPass Sesame. Yeah, they got them all covered there. Uh, YubiKey support, IE Anywhere, ad-free, and phone priority support. So quick support via email for and emergency box, huh? phone support. Nice. So for a dollar a month. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking about using one of these kind of services. Let me ask you this. Let's say I have a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. All right. How can I use LastPass and and then how do how can I use that and and have my uh, virtual assistant to be able to have access to log into these different services that I use? Well, the the difficult part about that might well actually no no. no. So I'm thinking your virtual assistant they would probably add LastPass to their browser. Okay. And then whenever so uh, like uh, let's just say you have four different Gmail accounts. Okay, for whatever reason, you got four different accounts for whatever service. We'll say Gmail. When you open up gmail.com, LastPass will pop up and say, "We have four saved accounts. Which one do you want to use?" Okay. Um, and you can have you can have a default one, but then you can click on a toolbar that'll pop up, and you can say, "I want the Andy Tribe at gmail.com," and you click on it, it'll log you in, right? Or uh, I want to use Andy T Business at gmail.com. I click on that one, it'll log me in. But it doesn't. So, but and, and it fills in the password for you. the The person using that, so my VA wouldn't know my password. They would just ha- yeah. They could. They could though. I mean, if you have it installed, then 
the, the cool thing I like about LastPass is like they, they have some protection in place to where if I wanted to like view or edit or log into the so I have to log into LastPass. It doesn't it's not just out there. Like um it doesn't by default turn on. So I have a la- I have a password for LastPass. Right. Um, it's your well. one it's your last password that you need. Right. Or to remember. So and it doesn't fit. I mean I have my formula for passwords that I use and I don't use that formula for my LastPass password. So right. you know that's that's the trick. You know, and so I you know, this goes back to password management, I think, but I just have so many different services that I use um, that I've I've just ended up using LastPass, and it's been good. And the reason I think it's been essential for me personally is because I have multiple accounts on some services, and I think that's where LastPass comes in handy the most. Because if it's just a matter of remembering your passwords, your browser can do that. But what do you do when you have five or six that so you've logged in for other clients, you know, and you're working with, you know, one client, and you've got five different Facebook profiles that you've got to manage for, I mean, whatever it might be. I don't do those things, but you know, for instance, then I think it comes into play. And I'm sure LastPass makes a good, you know, case for itself on its website, so you can always check it out there. Right. So, so here, so here's my question, okay? And and tell me if if I'm if I'm on, on the right track here. So right. let's just say I decide tomorrow, or actually not tomorrow, I'm busy tomorrow. Um, <laughs> let's just say on Monday, I decide to install LastPass and I start configuring, start setting it up, and I go in and I set some crazy ridiculous. Or actually, does it generate passwords for me for each of my services? Uh, I don't know that it does. I mean, I. I I I've, I've never asked it to. Okay, so so you're actually telling LastPass what the passwords are. Yep. To all those other places, and it just remembers them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and then I I can categorize them as business or personal or client. I can sort of group them. Okay. Uh, now so. they're saying it can it can generate passwords for you. So I, let's just say I go in and I I start getting some really crazy passwords, um, and stuff like that. Number one. Is there a way for me to actually see what those passwords are? Yes. Okay. But you have to log in to see them. You have to log like, in. Like when you're in, let me open. But you don't have to log in to use them. You just have to log in to see them. So, right, right. So on my last pass, I click on the little icon on my toolbar and then it says last pass vault. Right. And I have all these different folders that I create for my passwords. And I can click on like my facebook.com. I click on edit. And it shows your name and it shows my password, but it doesn't show my password. It says dot, 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 but I click on show and it'll show me. Okay. So it'll also show me the, it'll also show me how safe that password is. You know, it'll give you the rating of is it, it's pretty good or, you know, password is not a good password. You know what I mean? So, so here's, here's my thing here. Here's what I would love to have. I would love to be able to have my virtual assistant install LastPass on their browser. Right. right, and and then all of a sudden they can log in with my ID mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but I want to keep them from actually seeing what all those passwords really are, like yeah, the, and that's that key file because what I would yeah. love to be able to do is like like I'm facing a situation now. Here's the deal: if you don't, I mean, if you haven't picked it up already, Andrea's leaving and she's not going to be my virtual assistant at the end of oh, this after the end of this year. But um, and if anybody wants to know all about that, check out Virtual Assistant Podcast episode number. Hold on, where is that at? Um, where I usually do that after this show. So uh, episode thirty-four. So go to virtualassistantpodcast.com, Episode thirty-four. You'll hear how uh, how that all went down and, and what's going on there. But anyway. Um, so let's just say I had a virtual assistant that I, I trusted well enough, but you know. 
they're no longer working for me. So I really don't want to have that access to anybody anymore. So, mm-hmm. so I want to actually say, okay, now I want the next virtual assistant to be able to have the access. So they install the browser. And let's just say all I do is I change the, the password to LastPass, that one password. Mm-hmm. I, but I still want to keep them from being even I, I want to let them install it. I want to let them use it. But right. I don't want them to have the access to the you. original passwords. Yeah. It's essentially I want to give you the keys, but I don't want you. I want to give you the keys, but I don't want you to be able to duplicate the keys or even to know. You know That's it's just like it. You give someone a key to a building and it says "Do not duplicate" on the key. That's you exactly know? what I want. I right. want a "Do not duplicate" password predictor thingy to share. Yeah, to share. To share. I mean, it, you know, to have one for myself is fine, but yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially you you want to be able to give them all the keys without being able to see the keys. Um, and, and to be frank with you, I I don't. I don't see that in my the way I have mine set up because I click on the last pass. I click on, um, you know, as it's drop down, it says my last pass vault. And that's where I click on it and it pulls up all of my passwords, which I can go in and edit or share or delete and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I, I'll have to look through the preferences because it, um, it, it just seems to me like. It seems to me that it, well, here, it should be available. Here's, it, that, here's one thing I think it could do because I know that. To log into LastPass, we have to have a certain. I know that to log into your LastPass, you know, like in your browser, you have to have a password, you know, like Xmarks, right? You have to log into your Xmarks account to connect it so it knows to sync with your browser, right? Or your Google Voice or your Hootsuite uh, add on, whatever it might be. You have to have your login credentials for that. Um, the trick is to be able to log into LastPass. And have it function without then being able to edit those or view those passwords. Yes, that's. Exa- I mean, it's just creating basically two a two layer two layers of password. There's right. there's there would be a, a username and password. Uh, well, obviously username. I don't care if it's the same. But there's the password to be able to access and use this thing where it's actually going to paste these in there without you being able to see what those passwords are. It's going to paste these in for you. But then there's the additional. It's like okay, you need the super de duper you know the the key to the city kind of deal sure, to get into sure. the actual listing where you can actually log in and see what all those stored passwords are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what i want well you know i'm looking i'm i'm starting to dig into these settings here while we're talking and it's uh well you don't have to know, look them up now no what I'm, well you know it, it helps me have a conversation about it so i okay. guess the thing i'm saying is there's the master password that's what we're talking about the yep. master password and um just be a good question for LastPass. Can we do, um, you know, a master password and then now allow people to view? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because, yeah, I'm looking at But here, here's the only thing that I think you, if they even had the setting, though, Cliff, what I think you might have to do is you might actually have to do the installation on their browser. You manually take control of their computer and do the installation because to do the installation, you're going to need the master password. Does that make sense? Right. To install it on your VA's computer, you're going to have to at least enter the master password once to install the the browser, the, the add-on but, into but, the browser. So, but the thing is, though, will they be able to use it from that point forward once I've entered that master password? Yes, but they'll also be able to, and this is the problem, at this point, they'll, at that point, they'll still be able to edit and see your passwords. Right. Hey, Andy, I'm okay. going to pause for just one second, please. Sure. Okay. And we're back. <clears throat> I tell you, it, it, we just had a nice conversation with my daughter, and that was totally awesome. I love the fact that I can be here for my family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
All right. So, so last pass. Uh, here's the deal. I mean, I think everybody at this point they know what we're looking, what I'm looking for. And obviously, you can look into it. Um, if other people out there, I know a lot of people are using one password. I want to know: is this functionality available? I would love it. As number one, I definitely need to have the ability to number one. I still want to have a place where I can always go in and I can see what these passwords are. Yep. All right. Yep. Number two, I, I'd love the ability to have the cross browser platform to be even able to access them on my iPad and my iPhone isn't going to be important to me. I don't mind paying a monthly fee and I'd love to be able to install this on my VA system so that they can actually, I can log them in and give them access, but I just don't want them to be actually able to see the original passwords or to change the original passwords. Yeah. And I'm seeing something on here about sharing accounts with friends. But mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I don't quite follow. I just have to reach out to LastPass so, about this. But yeah. it says. Maybe um, we can get them on the, pho- on the, on the, on the, on the horn with us. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because it says sharing accounts with friends, but they use some language that I don't understand. Gotcha. It's in English, but, you know, I'm not quite sure it's English. So. All right. What about Google launching a plugin that fuses Microsoft Office with Google Docs? I mean, isn't this like, uh, well, I, I guess it's not too far out of it. I mean, it's kind of like running Windows on your Mac machine. Why would you want to? <laughs> well, you know, I uh, I think a lot of people might look at it as they if they still work in both spaces. But I would just say there's a couple different services that do this. I think the only reason this is news is because I think it's a native Google one. But I actually use something called, let's click on this. It's called uh, NSYNC, I-N-S-Y. Isn't that a band? N-C. It used to be a band. Um, sadly, they broke up. Um, but it, it, it basically takes your, uh, Google docs and makes it another, um, drive on your, on your computer. Okay. So you click on it and make changes and it'll sync back and forth. I, I think it's just for the Mac, but the, the point I was, uh, the reason I was bringing this to what program is that it's called NSYNC, I-N-S-Y-N-C. I'm pulling um, that up now go to support and see if I can go to, uh, nsynchq.com. All right, might be the might be the page there, but what I wanted to say is um, that it, there seems to be um, you know like they were talking about the G drive, you know how you could have this drive on your computer that um, that might sync with the cloud, so to speak. Yeah, and and again, I think it's about offline editing of your documents that they might sync back to Google Docs. And I think my my problem, a lot of people's problem, is they really want to move to Google Docs, but they still appreciate some functionality, or they're not always able to get online, uh, and so they want something that can go both ways, you know. Um, so, you know, a, a syncing tool like this might be beneficial. The, the reason I want to talk about it is it's not the only one. It's not like this didn't exist before, um, but NSYNCHQ.com is another um and I, I don't know if I got an invite or what, um, because it says it's still in private beta. But Ugh, I hate um, private betas. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, able to invite you. I don't know. All right. So, um, but you know, just something that for those who are are going back and forth and and need a way to connect, uh, this might be this might be a way for you to do that. But um, hey. yeah. Hey, you know, um, 37 Signals basically sent out uh, some press releases recently, some price changes and, and different, you know, combinations of some things. 
Did you hear that they now have a valuation of uh, uh-huh. 37 signals that now tops $100 billion after a major VC investment? Of a dollar? Of one dollar. <laughs> By this the was way. like this was like at the height of like freemium stuff and it might have been right after like oh is this old news oh it's it's from 2009 oh i didn't even look it's, at the date it's this, it's this great shot of satire about we're worth a hundred billion dollars and we're going to give you a bunch of we're going to give you a bunch of names that don't exist yeah to basically show people that just because you say you're worth something doesn't mean you're actually worth that because you have to turn a profit it was like they're they're smacked the f- smacked the face of all the people that think their company's worth something, and yet they don't actually turn any money. I mean, you know, it's interesting when I was because I was reading a lot lately about Groupon being maybe purchased by Google, um, and the Groupon public numbers are something that they've actually said they've made like three hundred fifty million dollars a year, five hundred million, something like that. And Google's looking at purchasing them for, you know, something like six billion. You know, um, and what was interesting is the when Google purchased YouTube, you know, it hardly made any money at all, um, and and so it's just, and they paid like four billion or something like that for 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 YouTube. And and the point is, w- when you look at your valuation of your business, and, and I think that that um, the thirty seven central guys are are pretty blunt about this is it's based on your profit. Yeah, you know, that's what it's based on. It's not based on promises or hopes or dreams and. And I think this is maybe a good reminder for our listeners because I think I can get caught up in like, wow, they're worth this much and I wish I would have done that. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, what are you producing in your business? How much is your business worth? And um, what's interesting, Cliff, in the way that you're developing your business is your business has value um, when you're not there. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go with your business for it to have value. And I think that's that's something to consider for other businesses is, you know, um, I call it the hit by the bus. If you get hit by the bus, uh, is your business stop? You know, and you know, for thirty seven signals, the answer is if Jason Free gets hit by a bus, and you know, Lord knows we don't want that to happen. But if it does, thirty seven signals will go on because it's not all about one dude, you know. Right. And it, it's just the way you structure your business. And I don't think that you can necessarily start day one and do that, but I think you should be able to build towards that. Um but you know they're they're shot at of you know the basically taking a shot of all these stupid evaluations that people make. I just want to read a couple of things just just real quick here. It says Thirty Seven Signals is now a hundred billion dollar company, according to a group of investors who have agreed to purchase point zero 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 one percent of the company in exchange for one dollar. So. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, I love this. In order to increase the value of the company, 37 Signals has decided to stop generating revenues. When it comes to evaluation, making money is a real obstacle. Our profitability has been a real drag on our valuation, said Mr. Freed. Once you have profits, it's impossible to just make stuff up. That's why right. we're switching to Freakonomics model. This is where we'll give away, let's see, we'll give everything away for free and let the market speculate on how much money we could make if we wanted to make money. That way, the sky's the limit. (laughs) Anyway, go read read the article. It's it's a lot of fun. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. All right. What's up next? Uh, Let me get back over here. File sharing. uh, There you go. Oh, you know what? this is a. There's this. It seems like they're reinventing the wheel all the time. But I found one file sharing that I. Uh, well, first is the ge.tt, which I uh-huh. guess is their shot at Git. Yeah. Um, 
And the reason I like that one is for all the different file sharing that people use, a lot of times the problem is you go to share a file and then you have to wait for the URL to be produced before you can send it off to someone. And if you had a large file you want to share with someone very quickly and you didn't want to do FTP, this creates the URL while it's still loading, which I thought was a nice uh, use. I don't, I don't frankly use that service. I wouldn't. I would just, if I need to, I'd probably do a Dropbox um, and share it there. Um, and that's the other tip I want to share with people is don't forget that if you have a Dropbox account, no matter what size, paid or free, that if you right click and you do sharing options under Dropbox, you can share that folder with a client, with someone else. And so that you both have access. Um, and I've just used that more and more and more in my business. The one caution I'll give to people, and this is one of the reasons I want to bring it up about file sharing specifically with Dropbox, is I've had some clients who go, oh, I'll start putting all this stuff in this folder. Well, what they put in their folder is also in your folder. So oh, I just put, disconnect myself from the folders after that. I know after I know that it's been uploaded and it's shared, and they've got it. Well, it, this this is an ongoing client is is the issue. So I, yeah, I create like, I create a new one every time. Ha 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 ha! So <laughs> don't do like me and stay connected. So what I did is I, I I basically offered a shared folder, and then I was like, "Why is that folder so huge?" And they just started using it as their own little folder. Yep. So, yeah, you have to disconnect it at, at some point. So, yeah, all, I, all you do is just folder. Yeah, just go into your Dropbox and after you after you're pretty sure that they've had it, uh they've got their folder, they've got the download and everything like that. All you do is just go into your Dropbox account and into your Dropbox folder and I go in and I just delete that folder that I shared with them. Right. And, and, and again, though, for mm-hmm. for if you have an ongoing relationship with a client and you want to have a shared folder, then in in my case, and tell me if I'm wrong, you do need to tell them you know, we're going to be using this for work, not for pictures of your kids and movies and such. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean th- I do have, I actually was using this as an ongoing for, I decided no longer to do that just because some people, they just get busy and they forget to move it off, you know, move the file. Cause I'm, sometimes I'm sharing, you know, you know, you know, 400 megabyte files and I just, those things add up real quick. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, dis- I just disconnect. And if, if I ever, I mean, if they need to share something with me, I tell them, say, go ahead and create it a, a folder and then right click and share it with me, you know? And, yep. and, and so I, I just make it, I just make it, you know, it's a one way connection and, and once we're done, we're done. And I have my Dropbox, you have your Dropbox and we can share things that way. But if I was, I mean, if I was working on something like over the next two weeks and I was going to be sharing back and forth, absolutely, I would have the conversation that says, hey, you know, just so you know, when you put something in this folder, it's in my folder. If you take it out of the folder, you take it out of my folder. Right. So right. yeah, just have that conversation. Play, play nice, please. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but absolutely. if it's not an ongoing client where we need consistent uh, two-way access like if if there's if there's more than a week or two weeks between our interaction with one another i am mm-hmm. you will get a new folder going when we're ready when we need it absolutely absolutely yeah so that's the that's the file sharing and then the other one that i'm actually using quite a bit because i'm finding the need to share screenshots a lot is um and this actually uh it's called gitcloudapp.com and basically when I make a screenshot cliff, it, it you know you hear the the, the shutter of a of a um, camera, mm-hmm. and in my toolbar I've got this small little image of a cloud, and it'll actually start from left to right to start to fill in the cloud. And when it's filled, then I know that it is not just taking that screenshot, but it's uploaded that screenshot to their servers, and I can click on that little cloud once it's got that full image, and I can click on history. And this is all, you know, takes just a second or two. 
And if I click on that, and it'll say screenshot from whatever I just took, it'll open up in my web browser a window with that link. So I can share screenshots via a link, basically, you know, take a screenshot, you know, open up that page and cut and paste a link. But it's allowed me to be like, oh, well, just look at this. And I take a screenshot while I'm talking to someone. And it's, it's basically, if you don't need to do a screen share, it's the next best thing if you're on the phone with someone to be like, well, just look at this. Or I took a screenshot, you know, go look there. So it's that quick screenshot thing. And I think you you had a service you'd be using, didn't you, for quick screenshots like that? Was it a plug-in for Firefox or something? I think I used to. And I quit yeah. I quit Firefox a long time ago. So right. I don't... So I think that's why you didn't use it anymore. Yeah. I, I've been, I found I myself actually, need to I, use it quite a bit. I'm still using... Uh, basically, the Mac, if you just do... Uh, command shift four you can right. easily drag and screen cap anything and then uh yep. what i've been doing is i'll sometimes i'll just upload it to to twitpic without posting to my twitter account or right. um, i just sometimes i i actually have a toolbar shortcut to my pick my media upload in one of my wordpress sites oh there you go yeah and, and so i just yep. upload it right to my own server and i know it's always going to be there right right yeah and, and again the, the point is making it easier for your clients to find things and simplifying the process for yourself. But that getcloudapp.com, I found it to be uh, great. Or um, if you want to listen back to the episode um, to hear the way that Cliff does that to upload to his servers is great too. Absolutely. Hey, let's yeah. turn to some uh, feedback. I've got some feedback here from Eric Fisher. This is about quick office. So Eric, take it away. Hey, Cliff and Andy, this is Eric Fisher, and I just wanted to congratulate Andy, first of all, on your uh, Lynchpin, the unofficial Lynchpin podcast being in iTunes new and notable, or noteworthy, should say, and that's an excellent show, and everybody should go check it out, even though I'm sure everybody already is, but <laughs> it's definitely an awesome show, and I'm just saying, hey, two different co-hosts with new and noteworthy podcasts and iTunes. Um, we learned it by watching you, Cliff. So anyway, um, talking about the quick office thing, you guys, I was lucky. I bought that thing way back when, when it first came out because I had used the original version on the iPhone. I bought that not when it was $25, but when it was $9.99. So for their initial introductory, uh, introductory price. So now I've, I've got that and have had it all along and it is definitely worth 25 bucks if if i didn't already have it i would have already bought it it's definitely everything you said and more and uh syncing with dropbox google docs and just in and of itself as an office suite on your ipad it will be even sweeter when the ios 4.2 update comes out in about a week and a half two weeks or well let's hope it doesn't drag out to the end of november anyway have a good show talk to you later Alrighty. Thank you so much, Eric. And uh, yeah, quick office is pretty cool stuff. Pretty have cool. you done that? Do you, have you done editing of Google Docs on uh, your iPad? Uh, yes, I have. And it works have great. Have you done a spreadsheet? No, I have not. Because that was my first experience was with the spreadsheet and yeah. it was a little cumbersome. It, yeah. was, it, it worked, but it was pretty, when I clicked on it, when I pressed on a line, it basically took that whole line from left to right and it brought up a new interface so sort of a, a new layer and each cell had its own little place where i could edit um versus just that one box you know yeah and um so i mean it, it definitely worked but uh, i think on the the normal text document versus a spreadsheet it's probably 
uh, easier. But I'm also glad that they have the native uh, the native function now. So, but I'm glad Eric got a, a good deal when he did, and he's using it. Yeah, it, it, I like I like that application. If I was going to use my iPad for an office suite with a, like an aluminum wireless Mac key or Apple keyboard, then uh, yeah. I think it worked great. So, yeah, yep, interesting stuff, fun stuff. Anyway. Folks, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Business Tech Weekly. We have plenty of uh, other things that we're going to share with you next week you don't want to miss, so make sure you tune in. Tell somebody else about us here at businesstechweekly.com. Of course, this is one of our premium episodes, so we want to say thank you to be for those of you who are listening to this because you are a Plus member. You're welcome. Um, means a lot to us, <laughs> so thank you. And uh, of course, um, if you have any feedback on that whole password situation, Give us a call, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Andy, what do we uh, what do we got else? Anything else you want to mention to people that you got going on? Well, just uh, when in doubt, friends, go back to older episodes, especially if you're a Plus member, and uh, just make sure you're applying some of those things. We, we cover a lot of different stuff, and uh, I love to hear from our listeners that they are putting this stuff into their business. So... Don't be afraid to step back if you haven't listened to old episodes because a lot of the stuff we've talked about is still very relevant and helpful to your business. So, we, and again, thank you for listening. Very cool. And I do want to let people know that I do have a, um, I have a webinar on how I do webinars and create digital products, making them available for sale on my site. Step-by-step tutorial. I'm going to show you everything I do uh, all the way down to deciding what topics I'm going to do how I how I brainstorm on how what I'm going to cover, turning what software I use to to present it to my audience, how I actually take registrations, how I get paid, how I set it up to where everybody knows when and where to be as far as links to the go to webinar, uh, my pre webinar checklist, my what I do right after I'm done, all the way down to actually uh, the software I use to actually turn it into a digital product. And I show you step-by-step of what I have to do to create a digital product for sale on my website. So again, that's over at podcastanswerman.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see a little register link. Now, here's the deal. If you can't make it this Saturday, don't worry about it. Sign up anyway. If you are signed up, you will get video recording, high-def video, full-quality audio. You will get that within seven days of this week's recording. So... Uh, if you can make it live, that's great. If you can't, sign up as soon as you can anyway. And uh, look forward to seeing you there. Andy, thank you very much, sir. Thanks, brother. Until next time, everybody, we encourage you to join the community. Join the community.